When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No one pulls up like we do. No one does us like we do. Always go hard with this crew. Welcome to the show, let's make moves. Nothing's gonna stop us, it's time to get rough. Turn the whole room up, it's never enough. Let's go, let's go. It's go time! The SENSA Breakfast Podcast with Mark Finkley and Jared Walsh. Let's go! It's a Tuesday morning. We are up and about, but this is our last week together, Bryce Gibbs. So I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm a crier. I get emotional and I feel like on Thursday when we farewell, um, I might tear up. <laughs> uh, I'm not going that far, Jared. Okay. Well, I like this more than you do then, I'm obviously. Not that, I mean, as I'm, not, as I'm not going that far as I'm not going to get emotional, but I'm not going that far away. I'll still be popping my head in and out. You'll still see me. You'll still speak to me. Yeah, but I feel like you're you're leaving a committed relationship and you're just going to check in when it's convenient for you. And I don't feel that that's love. I feel that that's, that's imbalance and um, I'll take a while to recover. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't make the rules. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it's not my show, so I'm just doing what I'm told. Okay. Well, I'll have a chat to the bosses during the week about that. A big show, though. Um, it was always good to catch up with Mark Milligan from Adelaide United. One of the things I want you to look out for when you see Millsy next is every home game he changes his facial hair. So some days it's a goatee, other days it's a bit of a moustache. I was a bit too intimidated to ask him because he was a big dog player when it came for Australia and Melbourne victory and all around the world. So he was good talking about Nestori, Erin Kunda, who scores another worldie um, late in the match against Brisbane Royal. The Reds get the three points. So good catching up with him. Yes, it was. And they're travelling nicely, our uh, our Reds. So a uh, couple of big weeks coming up for them. And uh, Mark certainly filled us in. On, uh, on what the next couple of weeks looks like for them. Blip in the radar for the SA Scorpions, but really good for Courtney Webb, who scored uh, another 100, 110 not out in the loss to Tasmania. They're playing later on this week. Uh, they need to win if they want to get into the top two in the WNCL ladder. And then, well, let's be honest, it was a hungover Jordan McArdle, but why not? You're the champions. The Adelaide Giants have done it, the Claxton Shield. And if he was beautiful and um, he didn't lose his voice, I think it'd be really disappointing. Tip of the hat to the skipper, Jordan McArdle, who was named the MVP of the series too. So yeah. we uh, we didn't get too much out of him because he was, uh, was under the weather and... Rightly so, because it has been a while since the Giants have held up the Claxton Shield. So uh, great, great effort by the boys, and he filled or he filled us in on uh, some of the celebrations. We played a game called The Bryce is Right, which is a crowd favourite. It was a championship edition. You have to have a listen to that one. That will be on a separate kind of podcast as well, which we like to do. And um, if you do want to get in touch with the show, we, we love you listening via the podcast, but we are on from 6 to 8.30, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So on the app, you can send us a text or give us a call and save the numbers into your phone. We will leave you with an announcement in regards to Daniel Ricciardo, who was introduced to the Red Bull fans the other night at a media launch and the presenter. 
Well, let's just say she got his name wrong. Please, let's give a big round of applause and welcome back eight-time Grand Prix winner and one of the friendliest drivers in the F1 grid, Daniel Ricciardo, to Oracle Red Bull Racing. Gosh. All right. yeah. Enjoy the podcast. Tire power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Well, Bryce Gibbs on a morning after a big night in South Australia. I mean, we are celebrating that finally one of our teams has become champions. Good morning to you. Welcome to SENSA. <laughs> morning, Walshy. Good morning to the listeners. Up nice and early this morning and you spot on a bit of silverware into the state. How good. We always have high hopes for all of our SA teams and a couple of disappointing results with our teams so far this year. But uh, the Adelaide Giants have broken a bit of a drought and have brought the Claxton Shield back to South Australia. How good. We are going to do a huge deep dive into that as the show commences. We are live in SENSA studio. Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Plenty to get through too, but what we like to do, if this is your first time listening, thank you very much for choosing to listen to SENSA. You can get involved with the show always. one 736 736 Just listen to us via the app if you're not on 1629 and you can directly get in touch with us. How was your weekend? It always feels like a long weekend because we're Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so it's nice to take a step back and reflect. You look beautiful this morning, really energised. So, um, yeah, you're up and about. We can say the same about you. You look like under that hat of yours. You Mm. put the the body butter on this this week and you're... You're glowing. You, you've, you've had a big weekend too, by the looks of it. Your well, birth, it was your birthday? Yeah, it was. Well, thanks for bringing it Happy up. I didn't birthday. want to. It's oh, actually well, my mum's birthday today. It's her 70th birthday today, her actual birthday today. So Happy birthday to your mum. She won't be listening. Um, I'm trying to encourage her <laughs> too, but she doesn't know how to work anything when it comes to technology, but she is very supportive. But um, mum, we'll, you'll get this message and uh, I love you. No, great weekend. So Saturday we had our dinner for... Um, mum's birthday. She had her uh, brother and sister over from Victoria. So we all got on a minibus and went into town and it was uh, old people gone wild. Oh, nice. Um, Just down here, down the road here on Highland Street. Uh, well, we, it was, there the was, there was her, a real got chance. The, got her on the mechanical ball. <laughs> there was a chance that was going to happen. So uh, that was a challenge to get through. And then, uh, yeah, went up uh, on a nice little wine tour on Sunday to the Barossa with some mates, which was really good as well. So Beautiful. Very nice, but I feel like um, I feel like I need to have a shave because I'm. Uh, I, you, you can see I've, I'm a mess of a human if you look at me because I'm bald and I've got a grey beard as well. So I just I'm really struggling. And I I'll be honest, this is our last week working together. I look at you every day and I'm just envious because you you haven't aged since I met you before you got drafted uh, back in uh, the early 2000s, and you haven't aged at all. Oh no, I'm starting to get a few greys. Don't worry about that. You you are running a bit of a uh, Buff Lehman sort of setup. Yeah, grey beard with the. Yeah. Shaved, uh, shaved head, or is it shaved, or is it just naturally shaved? No, I have, I do. <laughs> I, I use a, a shaver, and I just shave all parts of my body. Which, I mean, it's probably not a four minutes past six chat to have right now. Uh, having a look at the forecast this week, um, I need to to put some sunscreen on my head because it's thirty one today. 33 tomorrow, 34 on Thursday, 31 on Friday. That's good because the the weather was very strange over the weekend. It got really cold, uh, very cold at Cooper Stadium, where Adelaide United, you'd almost say, were were lucky to get the three points against Brisbane Raw, which they they should have done. We'll talk to Mark Milligan about that. But that kid Nestori, Erin Kunda, um, 16 years of age, scores again when it matters. His post-match 
interview that he did um, on the ground, I thought was really telling because I've had a bit of time to get to know Nestor and his story. Um, he's focusing on what he needs to do to continually play consistent football because he's either going to play in the Premier League or play in one of the biggest competitions in the world or, uh, you know, experience a few challenges if uh, if he's not guided the right way. And I think that's just the thing about being a 16-year-old kid. Yeah, and it, uh, it shows years... Well, maturity um, years beyond his age, really. Like to score late when the pressure's on. You, you know, in games like that where you're expected to win, as the game goes on, the the pressure builds and you can feel it. The crowd gets gets behind it and you can feel that tension. So for him to put one in the back of the net in the eighty odd minute yep. that it was, um, shows he's got a good head on his shoulders and yeah, he certainly is destined for bigger and better things. There's no doubt about that. Adelaide 36 has wrapped up their season uh, against Melbourne United where they were leading for a little bit, but then Melbourne United um, flexed their muscles in a bizarre finish to the regular season. We'll chat about that a little bit later on. Just to touch on the 36ers though, their fifth sellout crowd in a row on Friday night against Sydney. So officially finishing with the highest uh, attendance figure that they have had in their history, over 9,500 again, which is awesome. You beat the Sydney Kings, which sometimes I feel, um, and I'm, I'm a massive 36ers fan, you know that, but sometimes I feel it's a little bit of a false economy. Like it's a really nice way to finish the season against the top of the table team. Throughout that whole match, I looked at the end of the Sydney Kings bench and I saw Xavier Cook sitting there just smiling and having a laugh because he didn't play, he was rested. One of their point guards was rested as well. So we we defeated an undermanned Sydney Kings just which is brilliant. We needed to do that, but it's also a bit of a reflection of the season while we just held on to any victory as much as possible. The bonus is the fans going there to, for the first time will buy memberships to next season. But again, I'm so disappointed about that year. Yeah, certainly. No, I'm, I'm claiming it. I reckon it was a great win. And they're our bunnies. We knocked them off earlier yeah. in the year as well. So if they go on to, to say, win the, the championship this year, we can say that we knocked them <laughs> off twice, so I'll certainly take the positives out of that, Walshy. But, yeah, you're spot on. Uh, but for them to finish off on a good note for the supporters, because yeah. they, they turn up each and every week. And, uh, as you said, a, a record crowd in the last game, knowing they're probably not going to make the finals. Um, it's it's hats off to the supporters and the members of, of the 36ers to continually just turn up, knowing that uh, there's not going to be much reward at the end of it. But, um Good, good on you guys for continuing to turn up and, and support the boys. And what happens now? It was it was bizarre because it was only about 24 hours after the match against Melbourne United, the club have said that Kai Soto is not going to be part of their plans for I the future. I did read that. I did read that. And I haven't seen that before in the NBL when, it, when a team releases a player or announces they've departed so quickly. Normally there's a review, and I think there will be a review into what's happened with the, the team led by CJ Britton. So he's gone. So that means already moving into NBL 24, there's a big man spot up for grabs. Question marks on Daniel Johnson. Yeah. Um, then there's question marks over the three imports. Antonius Cleveland is contracted for next year. And Clark, is he going to stay? Was he here just as a bit of a short-term solution? Um, and then a couple of the Australian players too. And then I, I know it, 
everybody's fantastic with their highlight reel, but we see Craig Randall go and dominate in the G League yesterday and he scores 34 points, I think, over in Iowa. So um, there's, a, there's a few things and conversations that the Adelaide 36ers need to have. It was a great weekend for the Scorpions too. So there's a fair bit going on. Um, what are your thoughts heading into this week with the, the heat wave? I know nobody likes talking about the weather. How do you approach this week? Because you've got some big training stepping up. Fed, uh, Feb fast, did you still go well over the weekend for the Panthers? Yes, all on track with FebFast. So uh, we've been blown away by the the amazing support people um, donating, even if it's just a couple of dollars, to uh, to the great cause that uh, everyone's getting behind, which is fantastic. Um, weather-wise, I didn't actually realise there was some hot weather coming until you just mm. uh, mentioned it off the off the top there. So yeah, certainly we're actually. Um, in, in terms of training-wise, we're, we're in a bit of a down week, actually. We had our biggest week. Uh, what does that mean, by the way? So I haven't – and I love asking these questions because I you just say them like everybody knows what you're talking about. When you say up week, down week, what does that mean? So in terms of uh, training loads and, say, kilometres per week that we're, that we're trying to aim for, last week was our biggest – to date in the, in the preseason. Wow. Okay. So uh, we finished Saturday morning with a bit of a um, internal trial into getting down to the sand dunes in Port Nalunga and yes. running around. We spoke about this last week. We, we talked about the snake there. pit. So yeah. We, we did the best part of fourteen to fifteen k's on the Saturday morning, uh, which finished about having a, a thirty-five k week or something in and around there. So that was uh, our, our biggest week in terms of kilometres run. And trained, and and this week we get a down week, so we're not actually required at the club this week. So they're going to uh, throw out a couple of running sessions for guys to do away from the footy club. So um, yeah, it's going to be nice just to take it a bit easier this week. Uh, and as you mentioned, it's always a little bit tougher to uh, to run around when it's uh, 35 degrees. So um, yeah, that's that's where, what I mean by higher weeks and down weeks. And did you all, find all load then, management? Uh, I. This is going to sound disrespectful to the Sandful, but I don't mean it this way. But did you find it easier stepping back into the Sandful system? Because are, are these the training um, programs and, and running um, sessions you're working around in at South Adelaide with people who have spent most of the day working? So on job sites and any particular job that they have. When you're in the AFL system, um, the training schedule is based around you because you're at the club 24-7. So is it is it different? Is it a, a bit more stripped back? Or now in 2023, is the mentality and approach as elite as an AFL system? It's, it's closer to the same as an AFL program, really. The only thing that's obviously hindered, and you mentioned that as blokes work, is time. So you've got to try and maximize your time while at the club so you get a two and a half hour window three times a week to fit as much as you can in but when we're in there doing it the the drills and the the conditioning blocks and and everything like that is pretty similar to yeah. what they would do at afl and it's just they've got as you said all day to get it done rather than just a two hour window so uh it's certainly become more and more professional the the sandful programs but it's just trying to find that balance, not to to burn people out as they are working. Some some of the boys are up at, you know, same as us, four mm. or five in the morning to get to job sites and travel across the state to to work, and then uh, then find themselves running two k time trials and 
and getting training done up until 8 o'clock at night. So, yeah, it can be a bit of a juggle. We are here thanks to Type. Our big holiday sale is now on. We'll get Jace, our producer, in in a second to let you know what's happening on our social media. We've got some big polls today. Uh, if you want to send us a text, 0427-154-166. We're going to play this a couple of times today too because we are celebrating the Adelaide Giants with the Claxton Shield. They've been going for greatness. This is my time. I've waited long enough. I'm taking my moment. Don't matter how it works. No regrets, no matter how hard it gets, I'm going for greatness. Jared Carr to right field, and Superman's delivered a superhero moment. He's flying around first, he'll stand on second, and Carr has put the Giants in front in game three. Hard hit ball, and he's delivered another. Runner's going to go around second, Winthrop turning for two, Kyrion Three years of history. Watch with intent. Swedish! Gallery Giants are the overall champions of 2023. Amazing scenes. Championship generations in the making. A 43-year wait is over. The Claxton Shield is coming back to South Australia. Tire Power, best buys on big brand sale now on with 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 19 minutes past six on this Tuesday morning, the 7th of February. It's time to get prepped. The athlete's choice of performance, hydration, drinks. They are sitting here in SEN SA Studio Lumo right now. And Jace, our producer, is holding on to one, getting prepped for the show. Morning, Jace. You're still celebrating an Adelaide Giants championship. Wow. So are they. Uh, I'm hoping Geordie McArdle, uh, if you're listening out there, anyone from Giantsland, <laughs> just get him home, get him in the shower and get him ready. Yeah, 10 past eight. Anything could happen. All right, let's get into the wire. Where we like to just have a quick chat about what's going on online, what everybody's talking about. We bring Jace in here. He's the first voice that you will hear when you do give us a call, one 736 736 Just to uh, question without notice for both of you, yesterday a massive day in entertainment, and this is the Entertainment Tonight music right here. Um, Harry Styles um, is the winner of the Grammy for Album of the Year. I'm not sure if you heard this song. I've just found the music library here at SEN and um, I'm, I'm being going crazy. Thoughts on the album of the year? Do you guys like Harry Styles? I'm a closet fan. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there you go. I don't mind this song. Not so much in the closet anymore, apparently. Bryce? I uh, can't say I've listened to the album. Okay. Sorry. No, that's fine. I'll just, um, you know I'll what just turn that off. It's good driving music, boys. <laughs> good driving yeah, music. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What, Harry Styles? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just, just in what, just on, a summer, on summer, your way to the SEM yeah, Lumo cruise. Studio. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At yeah. Uh, five in the morning. Easy listening. <laughs> 
I agree. Yeah. I th- I th- I'm with him, Bryce. Can we, get, can we get him on the show? Maybe, can you? Absolutely I'll not. See no, what no I'll see that. what I can tee up. Yeah. What do you got for us online today, mate? A couple of Twitter polls, and we need to have a look at trades. Of course, in the NBA, Kyrie Irving is on the move, as we know, and it mm. begs the question in the AFL system, is it time that AFL clubs had a little bit more power in terms of what players do, where players go? And... You could argue the point that in the past it's the power has varied between its times with the clubs, at times with the players. But in the NBA, if they say you're going somewhere, you just go. There's no yeah. no negotiating about it. So is it time that we had something like that here in Australia? I don't know. Um, I'll tell you what, the man who does know is sitting right across from us. Uh, <laughs> he's been through the system. So what do you reckon, Bryce? Uh, yeah, it's obviously – it's a pretty good question and – you could debate something like this. You could do a whole show debating this, mm. I think. Uh, I don't think so. Um, clubs still, if you are in contract, clubs still have the choice to say no. We are seeing it more and more, and I've I've been a part of this as well in terms of if, I've, if you've got a contract, you've seen, you're seeing players more often ask for a trade out of that contract. And more often than not, the clubs find a way to get it done. There are a couple of examples where it hasn't quite happened, but then usually the, even the next year mm. it'll happen. Um, it happened to myself, mm. as I just mentioned, Josh Dunkley uh, in, in recent times as well. Um, so the, the clubs are pretty good at making it happen, but uh, at the end of the day, they can still dig their heels in and say no. So in terms of whether it's the, do the club need more power, are they losing power with players uh, requesting trades still in contract? Yes, it is happening more often, but... They still can say no. I think in the AFL, we're still still pretty young in terms of free agency and, and what it looks like. And it's, it's obviously the more the years go on, the more we're understanding it, the more we're getting used to it. Uh, and I think it's it's been a, a process which we've had to needed to get used to it. Obviously, in the NBA and NFL and a lot of American sports, it is pretty cutthroat and... Uh, one minute you, you can be walk, walking out to a play a game, and next minute they tap you on the shoulder and be like, "Nah, bud, you're not playing tonight. You're on a sh- on a plane off to Dallas or Boston or wherever it may be." My favourite trade story of all time is Joey Youngblood in Major League Baseball. They were playing a doubleheader. The New York Mets were playing against, uh, I think it was Cincinnati Reds. And mid-game, in game one of the doubleheader, Joey Youngblood was traded from the Cincinnati Reds to the New York Mets, and he played game one for Cincinnati, game two for New York. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, I could, just changed, just walked across and played play in the other dugout. So have your say on that. The other uh, Twitter poll we've got going on, and you guys are going to talk more about this in Talking Heads later on as well. We've got a grab from uh, the Aussie captain, Pat Cummins, is – whether or not the Aussies have missed a trick by not playing a trial match in India. So particularly on the, with the news that Josh Hazelwood will be out, mm. um, he won't play in the first test with his Achilles problem. Um, and that means that we're going to have a Scotty Boland or a Lance uh, Morris who may not have played in these conditions before. So um, that's a huge series, and it starts later this week. SEN obviously covering it with uh, the best in the business, Jared Waitley over there yeah. at Sunda Racing. So have your say on those on Twitter. And, uh, boys, I look forward to hearing what you've got to say about it later on. Thank you, Jace. Uh, before uh, we head to the news, Bryce, I found something I needed to play with you. I like to surprise you with these kind of things. Um 
for the F1 fans listening. It's coming to uh, Australia, Albert Park, really soon. And uh, Daniel Ricciardo. We love Daniel Ricciardo, right? Love Daniel Ricciardo. Australian legend when it comes to Formula One. And there's been a bit of controversy surrounding Daniel Ricciardo, where he's going to get a seat. And eventually he signed back on board with, um, with Red Bull, which is awesome. So they had the launch over the weekend. And what they do is they have someone announce all of the drivers and they like to have a chat to them. So uh, the host of this presentation over the weekend, Giselle Zarrua, um, she had an issue with um, saying Daniel Ricardo's name. So have a listen to how uh, Giselle introduced Daniel Ricardo. Please, let's give a big round of applause and welcome back eight-time Grand Prix winner and one of the friendliest drivers in the F1 grid, Daniel Ricciardo, to Oracle <laughs> Red Bull Racing. <laughs> just, yeah, okay. Did he, did he respond? He would have uh, had fun with he, that. He just, uh, there's, there's vision. He and, would have uh, had fun with <laughs> that. <laughs> More team Ford Mount Barker for V6 Ranger. It's 26 minutes past six on SENSA. Good morning. Tyre Power. Best buys on big brand sale now on with 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 29 minutes to 7 on this Tuesday morning, going for 31 degrees today. Going to be a warm week as well in Adelaide, so make sure you stay hydrated. We actually were with Prep, the athlete's choice of performance hydration drinks. We'd love to have a chat to you. one 736 736 Lots of sports news floating around as well. We'll get to it next. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 25 minutes to seven. Big show coming up not too far away. We will catch up with Courtney Webb from the SA Scorpions, Mark Milligan from Adelaide United, and uh, some of our championship Adelaide uh, Giants members, which uh, they had a fantastic weekend. We'll we'll break that down really soon. Um, there's plenty of sport going on as well, Bryce Gibbs. You can always get in touch with us if you are listening via the app. You can send us a message or give us a call. We are currently live in SENSA Studio. Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Yes, there is. And we're going to go to the EPL now. And our boy, Harry Suter, has had an eventful start to his Premier League <laughs> debut for Leicester, earning the praise of the way he overcome a nightmare. He scored an own goal in his debut game for the Foxes in Leicester's 4-2 victory over Aston Villa. Uh, Leicester's boss, Brandon Rogers had nothing but admiration for his new signing. Uh, on Saturday after the Socceroo bounced back from his unfur- unfortunate first own goal. He feeds the Dinier. He's found Watkins. Deflected it in! Ollie Watkins might fancy this. Harry Suter certainly won't on his debut. But it's deflected off the big Australian international and Villa have got their second goal. Very quickly on that too, um, Harry, if you're just looking at the headlines, you think that's fantastic he scores his first goal. But also we, we need to find out more information as it comes to hand as well this week about what's happening with Man City because that is unbelievable. I, I was up at one o'clock in the morning because my two-year-old doesn't sleep. But to see that there's there's a chance that they could be expelled from the Premier League, um, points deduction, transfer bans, spending limits, the stripping of previous titles – um, with more than 100 alleged breaches of financial rules. It's it's chaos. And there are so many other Premier League fans who are loving hearing that news, but that's massive. <laughs> yeah, there's so, 
so much to unpack yeah. in that investigation. But what I can tell you, UEFA have come out and said they will not strip Manchester City of all their Champions League titles in the past few years. So um, <laughs> that, I, 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 can, I can confirm that. <laughs> Uh, we're going to go to the NBL now, and uh, the Perth Wildcats have snuck into the NBA, NBL playoff tournament in the final seconds of the season, Walshy, uh, on an eventful Sunday night of basketball. So they needed to win by 11 points or more, yeah. and they've beaten the Sydney Kings, albeit had re- they rested majority of their their first starting five. So they've won by 12 points and snuck in to the, the playoff game. Uh, Bryce Cotton was obviously delighted that the, the team could uh, make the finals, but uh, he wasn't too happy with his own performance, though. It feels good now, man. That was a pretty piss poor game by me. My teammates did a great job picking me up, and that's what you know playoff basketball is about. We won by 12, but it felt like a one-point win. It came down to the final final play, but uh, we we gritted it out. And no doubt uh, the boss, Big Hutchie, would have been over there uh, celebrating pretty hard after after that win. So. I was nervous talking about the Perth Wildcats if they didn't make it. I'm going to be really honest <laughs> yeah. with you because last year they missed the playoffs for the first time in 35 seasons. And if we were talking about that again... Um, we probably could have handed our passes back, so we're okay. <laughs> uh, but it's big, though. And I think the playing tournament um, the, and the playing game that the NBL have introduced, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later, but I think it's exciting. And who would have scripted that the final day, going down to the final game, had such a, an impact on what it looked like, too? So it's, it's heartbreak for the Melbourne United fans, which we kind of love here in Adelaide. It's heartbreak for the Adelaide 36ers. And on Friday night, we're still a minimal chance of making it. But it, it's really set up for an exciting playoff series. As much as we want Adelaide to be part of it, there are, there are I reckon, four teams that could win the championship. So yeah, it's, it's exciting. It certainly does create a bit of theatre around it, doesn't it? Uh, and some NBA news uh, blew up social media over the weekend. Kyrie Irving is getting his wish and he's getting traded again, Walshy. Uh, so Luka Doncic gets another all-star to help him in Dallas. Uh, the Mavericks from Brooklyn agreed to a trade on Monday morning. Um, so he heads to Dallas mm. uh, and a bit of a... I want to ask you a couple of questions. You are an NBA man. You, you're across it um, daily. Yep. Is he, is it a common denominator? So since he's left the Cavs, you know, he goes to Boston, goes to Brooklyn and pretty much he blows them up. Like, yeah, is it, is it a common denominator that he, wherever he goes, bad news follows him? And is it, does it smell trouble for one of the favorites for the MVP this year in in Luka Doncic? Well, I, I feel, and I've listened to a lot of stuff about, Kyrie over the past 48 hours because I'm yeah I'm obsessed with the NBA and this I think this is a two-sided thing so first of all um, I think Brooklyn the team that he used to play for they've handled this really poorly the whole situation so this goes back to this time last year where um, he wasn't playing because he refused to be vaccinated which is a, a personal decision and there were implications to where he could and couldn't play where it's got to now, because the owners are so vocal, Brooklyn potentially could have said, we're not going to trade you. So they get the final say, stick with us for the second half of the season, win a championship, 
and then in the summer we will try and convince you to stay because he's a free agent. So in July he gets to sign wherever he wants. But they've allowed for him to go because, as you know, with free agency, they get nothing if he walks. But Brooklyn have the calibre of a team that could win a championship, but they've let him go. And they also were really strategic in where they sent him because they didn't want to send him to the Lakers. They said that publicly, didn't yep. they? Yep. They didn't want to send him to Phoenix, who Phoenix put up Chris Paul and Jay Crowder, who Jay Crowder hasn't been playing for them, but Chris Paul is one of the best players, Hall of Famer in the NBA. To answer your question, yeah, trouble follows Kyrie. And um, headlines also follow Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks as well. So it's going to be a nice little um, nice little combination of uh, watch this space. I think it does change a few things with Luka Doncic, though, because he's not going to be the guy who always has the ball and scores the points. So that's going to affect his stats. It could affect the chemistry of the team. And they got him for six months. So they've either, either got him to push for a championship where they have to sell themselves to Kyrie Irving to say, actually, you, you can stay here if you want to be a free agent, or they just have him for a few months and then he leaves. Well, that's it. You're spot on. If, and if Luca wants the ball in his hands, he's still he's going to be the main man. Yeah. So, yeah. so who, who takes the last shot? I would put uh, – well, I would love to say Luca, but if Kyrie didn't take the shot in 2016, then – the Cavaliers wouldn't have won that championship. So it's, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to watch. And it, it really heats up that Western conference too. Um, and, and then the question marks, are, are Kevin Durant, is he, is he happy with how Brooklyn's handled this? And does he stay? Well, knowing him, he'll, he'll be on the move. Yeah, exactly. there's, there's no doubt about that. I know. I know. So yeah, if you want to have your say about that, uh, NBA fans, we're, we're all over social media talking about the AFL um, adopting the trade system. You can send it to text to zero four two seven one five four one double six. Before we have a chat to Annie on our open line, um, thanks to Optus. Let's talk about your yes moment from the weekend, Gibbsy. Uh, this one is an absolute no-brainer, and it is the Giants skipper, who we're going to speak to a little bit later, albeit if he's up and about and uh, functioning okay this morning, is Jordan McArdle, uh, the South Australian native, winning the MVP of the ABL Championship Series in their drought-breaking victory against the Perth Heat over the weekend. McArdle belted three home runs in the series, including a crucial one in Game 3 on Sunday, which tied the scores after Perth jumped out to an early lead. McArdle drives one to left field. It's back to the wall, back to the hill, and it's over the fence. You couldn't script it if you tried. The South Australian has brought the entire state to its feet. Uh, it certainly was a yes moment thanks to Optus. We also saw vision of a pitch invader at the uh, end of the game, which is becoming quite back in fashion in sport now across the world. I mean, we don't endorse it, um, but it was interesting to see security not handle that well. It wasn't producer Jace, was it? Jumping well, the fence and getting involved in the celebration. This is the thing. We we can't <laughs> confirm or deny that, but we know that, that Jace was floating when he made his way into uh, Studio Lumo SA this morning on 1 King William Street. Our talk bat line, one 736 Good morning to you, Annie. Oh, good morning, boys. Hope you're both well. Thanks, Annie. We're doing great. What's up with you this morning? Oh, well, first of all, I wanted to wish you a happy, happy birthday for the weekend. And you obviously had a wonderful time up in my beautiful Barossa. 
I had a fantastic time, Andy. I'd love to live there on a winery. Someone else could take care of the winery and I'd just sit there and sample it all responsibly. <laughs> yeah, I oh know. It sounds good, doesn't it? Mm. <laughs> and secondly, um, or can't, I'm getting excited about the... Um, I'm getting excited about the uh, intra-club trial. So very exciting next Friday week. It's going to be really good, Annie. I was at Alberton during the week and I got to have a look around. There's a lot of construction going on at the moment, which is going to look fantastic. But where that that precinct is, um, they're expecting the intra-club to sell out. And it it gives us a really good chance to have a look at um, a lot of the the Port Adelaide players that – can kind of live up to the expectation of all the photos we've seen on Instagram in the preseason with the their big muscles and everyone's in fine form already, Bryce. We know preseason, but um, there's a there's a few things that the the Port fans will be looking out to see. Yes, they certainly will be, and this is obviously the first chance Port members and supporters can actually see how the boys are going. I think it's only limited to about three thousand yeah. fans, as you said, with that construction going on. But yeah. It'll be exciting for Port fans because there's starting some optimistic starting to build nicely leading into this season with a couple of their new recruits. And uh, I saw a picture of Willie Rioli on social media mm. uh, the other day, and geez, he looks in the best nick I've ever seen him. If you if he you think ripped. about those those recruits, so Junior, as you said, coming in, um, and uh, your mate. Um, uh, who we will get on the show one day, the and Hornet, uh, yep. yeah, the Hornet. Um, but they, these boys coming into the club, I think, will just complement it. But I think for Port fans, it's probably been the most frustrating preseason that we just wanted to get done, so we could just see what the team was made of because of the start we had last year as well. So um, appreciate you calling in as always, Annie. There's plenty of footy news. We will get to that very soon too. We want to find out what the rest of the SEN family has been saying. If you want to get in touch with the show, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Talking Heads next. Tire Power Best Buys on Big Brand Sale now on with twenty five percent off on selected Falcon passenger tires. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Heading for a warm week across Adelaide too. We are live in Studio Lumo SA, 1 King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Mark Milligan from Adelaide United will speak to after seven. And Courtney Webb from the SA Scorpions having an incredible season. A little blip in the radar with a loss to Tasmania over the weekend. But Courtney will tell us everything right now. Bryce Gibbs, what we like to do is have a look around the rest of the SEN family to see what everybody's talking about because it's going to be a huge year for SEN and it's great to have the full team assembling over the next couple of weeks too. A quick reminder, um, this time next week, Mark Bickley is going to be on the show. He's pumped. I'm going to be a bit emotional because I'm saying farewell to you temporarily, Bryce, but um, you'll still be heavily part of the show. I'm still around, yes. Saturday mornings, obviously, with Tommy Lyon and I'll jump in the studio with you guys from time to time. I I would like to hope as well. Yeah, I hope so. It's uh, exciting times, though. Well, Bix will be on probation for the first week and you've passed your probation here. (laughs) So um, uh, what's happening? What are we talking about with Talking Heads today? We've got a few juicy uh, topics on the menu. Um, Okay, so which club would can do a Collingwood from 2022? So this was brought up by Kane on Fireball Fridays with Kingy. 
But who is the team most likely to be the Collingwood of 2022 Ooh. this year? Gee, that's and I, I'm, struggling to I'm struggling to find it because, I mean, who, who's, who's in the running, really? Hawthorne? Um, no. Um, North Melbourne? Probably not. Adelaide? Don't think. I don't think it'll be Adelaide. I don't think Adelaide are capable of playing in a prelim final this year like Collingwood were. And then you go to, well, could it be St Kilda or Essendon? What are your thoughts? There's a there's one club you didn't mention who didn't make the finals, and that was Port Adelaide. But <laughs> yeah, well, I, <laughs> yeah. so, I sort of put Port and say Carlton, those teams that were good enough to play finals mm. that only just missed out. But I tend to agree with Kane on this one, and I've just written three teams down. Then I hadn't heard that audio. I've got you're right. He's right. The the Hawthorns, the West Coasts. I don't think um, North Melbournes. The only teams I can think of that might, which I don't think they will though. Uh, are teams with new coaches, and that is St Kilda, that is an Essendon that could just have a new lease on life, new game plan, new environment that could just spike really quickly. Uh, so I've written Essendon potentially, St Kilda potentially, and the other one is just got the Gold Coast. They they tease us so much do. though. The Gold Coast, they the do. first half of every season, you think they're going to play finals, and then they stuff it up. They do, but I don't think actually any of them. Are capable of jumping in into the top four like, yeah. like Collingwood did, but if you had to pick a couple, they they're the probably the three that that stand out. Ross Lyon's impact on Fremantle when he joined them so quickly that had an instant impact. I think a lot of people are waiting to see if that will happen at St Kilda with his return too, because um, he's he's obviously had time to reflect on the way that he coached. It was traditionally a very defensive style, but now he's. Uh, working in the media, had to specifically analyse lots of games. So hopefully his impact for the Saints fans will be instant and they will turn around exactly the same as the Gold Coast last year. They start the season really well and then they fade. Uh, and what doesn't help them is having their, their marquee player going down with injury and will miss probably the year in Max King. So that's uh, that's not ideal for St Kilda. And if they were going to bounce and play finals next year, he, he would obviously be a huge part in that. Exactly. Uh, we have live and exclusive coverage of the Australian tour of India, which starts this week. The captain of the test side, Pat Cummins, had a bit to say when he spoke to the media. I think in the last particular month, everyone's kind of preparations look quite different. Um, some have played B BBL, some are coming back from injuries, some have had some rest. So really individualised approach these four days. Um, but it's been fantastic. Just, just the amount of work we've been able to put in. Um, just, you know, lining up plenty of spin bowlers to go and, you know, us tailenders even to go in there and bat for a couple of hours on the spinning wickets. Um, you just wouldn't get that preparation, say, back home or, or even maybe in a practice game. So, um, yeah, we feel like we're in a really good place. Test cricket can be really, really hard. Um, you've got to accept that it's going to be a grind at times and you've got to be up for it and embrace that challenge. Um, and I think, you know, coming here to India, a lot of the talks around big spinning match, uh, big spinning wickets, maybe fast test matches, but it's not all, always the case. You know, you need to get into the grind at times and um, yeah, that role as a fast bowler might be just bowling plenty of overs for not a heap of reward, but doing your job for the teams. I think it's a great move not having a pracky match leading into this series. We spoke to Ryan Harris last week and he said it's basically a waste of time because they're going to, the Indians are going to put you on a pitch that is not reflective of what you're about to play on mm. in, in the in the series. So why would you waste your time? And I reckon the the Aussies this time around, they know the significance 
of this test series. They haven't won in India for a very long time. Yeah. I reckon there's a different mentality leading into this one and they're going to be they're going to be ready for this whether they play a pracky match or not. We're also the away team and I think sometimes we um look at it and say no no we we need to have everything taken care of for us like uh, if if we were in the position of the Indian side, we were doing everything that we could to make it uncomfortable for Australia. <laughs> so um, yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where uh, I think we it would be great preparation if we could to see. I think Australia are trying, still trying to find out who's going to be in the starting eleven. Um, so again, we have there's so many watch this space moments, just like this from Mitch Creek when he spoke about the playing series in the NBL. Yeah, that's what this uh, this six-team format going into the play-in finals is all about. It, it keeps it closer uh, for a fair few teams out of a 10-team league. So like Bogut said, you know, I, I got it wrong as well. I, I didn't think it was a, a great idea or think it would work, you know, too well. I didn't know how it was going to fare, but man, has it just proved to be helpful for us and then too incredible for the league and keeping it close until the very last second of, of, of however many games have been played this season. Now, that was on the run home yesterday with Andy and Gazy. Uh, why do you think... Mitch Creek sounds super excited and has beautiful hindsight with that now, Bryce. Old 180 Creek. <laughs> hey, here he is. Jeez, he's not bad, is he? Goes to town on the idea. This is not good. This is not going to work. Ah, uh, are they playing in the playoffs? So in Thursday, the, the Thursday the 9th of Feb, the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix play the Perth uh, Wildcats in the play-in qualifier. Story checks out. Mitch Creek's a fan of the play-in because his team have found their way into the play-in. We are Jeez. here thanks to board team Ford Mount Barker for V6 Ranger. We'd love to speak with you. one 736 736 It's SEN SA Breakfast. Uh, Courtney Webb from the SA Scorpions next. Good morning. If you have just tuned in at two minutes past seven on this Tuesday morning. Uh, welcome to Title Town. We can call it Title Town now because uh, your Adelaide Giants, well, they are celebrating. Let's just go with it anyway. Have a listen. This is my time. I've waited long enough. I'm taking my moment. Don't matter how it works. No regrets. No matter how hard it gets. I'm going for greatness. Jared Carr to right field. And Superman's delivered a superhero moment. He'll stand on second, and Carr has put the Giants in front in game three. Hard hit ball, he's delivered another. Runner's going to go around second. Winthrow turning for two. Kirion getting the wave around home. The relay's coming in. There's a play on the plate, and he slides in safe. 43 years of history. Watch with intent. Swedish! The Adelaide Giants are the ABL champions of 2023. Amazing scenes. Championship generations in the making. A 43-year wait is over. The Claxton Shield is coming back to South Australia.
And has come back to South Australia and uh, the Adelaide Giants boys were uh, drinking beer responsibly off it yesterday at uh, Henley Beach establishment. We will speak to the skipper if he's awake, Jordy McArdle, um, just after 8 o'clock this morning, though. Bryce, there's a lot going on in AFL as we are ramping up to internal trials, going into the actual practice matches. Then the AFL season will be here before we know it. So there's some great news for young South Australians. There is. The West Adelaide product, Oscar Steen, has claimed the final spot on Collingwood's list ahead of the 2023 season. Steen had been, had, had been invited to train with the Magpies after being overlooked in the national and rookie drafts. Coach Craig McRae broke the news to Steen and his teammates at training over the weekend. Got everyone in the circle because um, we, we've come up with a decision around what we're going to do with our list spot and um, it gives me a great pleasure to announce that Oscar's going to be uh, included yeah. on our team. a distorted noise there, but it's a great time for a, a young kid as well in February where normally it's November where people find out that they've made an AFL list, so it's exciting. Yeah, it's sort of um, heartbreak to, to jubilation, I suppose, isn't it? And, and those moments you heard there where the news gets broken and then no doubt I haven't seen the, the footage, but all the boys are yelling, screaming, running, jumping on him, scrubbing his head, patting him on the back, those moments you share with those, with your teammates, they're, they're memories you'll, you'll remember forever. And, and uh, good on Oscar for, for digging in over the preseason and, and getting that final spot. He's got a, a bright future, no doubt. West Adelaide produce a fair few talented big men too, don't they? They certainly <laughs> yeah. do. They certainly do. And they have been down the bottom of the ladder yeah. the last couple of years, but it's because all their talent usually gets yeah. taken from them. So uh, that uh, shows the good... Uh, probably development that they put into all their junior players, no doubt, down there at uh, West Adelaide. Uh, now, over the weekend, uh, our listeners would have heard you alongside Tom Lyon on Saturday morning where uh, Tom likes to give his take on uh, sport with a, a wrap-up and he had his views on the Adelaide Crows preseason. We wanted to play a little bit for you now. White shorts, red face, pre-seasons at Westlake's super edgy fan base. Ah, ah. It's been five years since we made the eight. This flag can't wait. Do we need Neil Craig? Oh, well, I've been in the game a long time. Long time. They say we're the Adelaide team. We just lost Fisher McCasey. Are we still rebuilding already to jump into the eights again? Are the kids growing into men? Very good, Tom Line. He is back to his creative best, Tommy. And <laughs> the, the songs that he came up with last year are always a highlight. And uh, he has started 2023 with a bang again, Tommy Lyons. So uh, look forward to many more songs like that over the year. What else is happening in the AFL? Uh, we mentioned with any two, Port Adelaide will be hosting uh, their internal trial on the 17th of Feb at Alberton. Now, this is the first chance for members and supporters to check out the squad. Um, due to construction works, there will be only 3,000 fans that are able to attend. But the great thing is that the tickets are sold um, at $5. All proceeds split amongst the charity partners of the club variety and food bank, SA's um, Flood Relief, which is outstanding to be able to do that and raise money for a good cause too. Yeah, it certainly is. So be quick. 3,000 tickets will go uh, like that. 
And you're right, we, we did mention it a little bit earlier, but it's the first chance Port supporters can see where the squad's at, uh, maybe some different roles players might be playing in. The, these practice matches, you can sort of throw a few things around uh, and test the waters a little bit. So um, that should be that should be good on the 17th of Feb. Uh, and just some news out of Adelaide as well. Uh, they've launched a new website providing members, supporters and the general community with a, a one-stop shop for their latest information on its proposed development of Thebiton Oval. Uh, it's the, a purpose-built website, uh, www.crowsfacility.com.au. just enables people and the community with the club by providing feedback uh, and a platform that they, they can ask questions about the project. So uh, good on Adelaide for uh, putting that together. Uh, can keep answering any questions that people might have regarding uh, the proposed deal with uh, the Thebiton Oval. Because there's a lot of questions and they constantly come up until something's sorted. There's going to be uh, a lot of questions continually asked because they just need a home. Yeah, they certainly do. And hopefully they can sort something out sooner rather than later and they can uh, put all the plans in place and get on with it and, and get it done. At nine minutes past seven, we are here thanks to Tyre Power Selected Kumo Tyres. I buy three, get one free. If you have any questions for Mark Milligan from Adelaide United, we'll chat to him uh, just after 7.30. And next, we are going to focus cricket. It was a disappointing weekend for our SA Scorpions. They are still in the hunt to hopefully finish top of the table and go one better than last year. We will speak to their star, Courtney Webb, next. We sale now on with 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group. In the Adelaide Hills, coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Quarter past seven on this Tuesday morning. Hopefully having a good one. Thanks for listening to whether it's on 1629 or via the app. You can get in touch with us via the app too. Um, if you want to get a text in, 0427-154-166. We will get to them very soon. We want to take your calls too. We mentioned this earlier. It's been a great season so far for our SA Scorpions in the WNCL, albeit a disappointing weekend against a team that we need to beat going down to Tasmania by six wickets with only six to Deliveries remaining. One of the highlights, though, was our next guest, uh, an incredible 110 not out. We speak of Courtney Webb. Morning, Courtney. Uh, disappointing weekend, but really good for you personally. Yeah, morning, Jared. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty close game in the end there. So disappointed to not get over the line. But, um, yeah, we play them again Wednesday. So hopefully we can get one back on them. These are kind of these games now as we head towards the back end of the season that we need to make sure everything's in order due to how close we were last year. So I'm sure you're not trying to get too far ahead of yourself, but you're learning as much about your opposition as possible because we're playing sides that are above us on the ladder. Yeah, we've had a great season so far, but as you said, these last few games are going to be really important and we're playing the yeah the two teams that are really high on the ladder with us. So, yeah, they're going to be pretty important to make sure that we secure a spot in the final two and can play in the final and hopefully go one better than last year. Uh, morning, Courtney. You're obviously holding your end of the bargain up. Back-to-back hundreds, you're in great form, seeing them really well. Uh, what are you putting that down to at the moment? Yeah, I'm not too sure. I've yeah, had a bit of a slower start to the season than what I would have liked. But, yeah, the last couple of games, I've yeah, probably just been a little bit calmer at the crease and taking my time a little bit longer. So, yeah, just really enjoying time in the middle and seeing the, the innings through. 
And Emma's had a really good season. We spoke to Emma a couple of weeks ago, Emma Debrow, who continually scores runs. So what I've liked about the season is that we're not just relying on one player to take all the wickets or score all the runs. It's been an even spread. And when it comes to finals time, it's going to be vital in players deciding whether it is a victory or a defeat. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, especially our batters. I think we've had four different girls make centuries and then Josie Dooley's made a high 90 as well. So there's lots of contributors. It's just, yeah, making sure we get over the line. And yeah, yesterday was our first loss, so I'm sure we'll bounce back for Wednesday. Now, for those who don't know your story too much, Courtney, I've been lucky enough to get to know your story, but you were a multi-sport athlete uh, from Tasmania. And I I loved hearing about your journey because um, you played in the AFLW and um, decided after a while that that cricket was something that you were going to pursue. So here in South Australia, the Scorpions, the Renegades in the WBBL, for those that don't know, making that transition, what, what assisted you in deciding that cricket was going to be your focus? Yeah, it was pretty tough to make the call a couple of years ago. I had a couple of seasons at Carlton while I was still playing cricket for Tassie. Um, And yeah, it was starting to get, I guess, a little bit too hard to juggle the two. I had a couple of injuries, had a knee injury, which ruled me out for a fair chunk of um, one of my seasons playing. So yeah, I had to sort of make a decision there. And yeah, at the time I was probably, yeah, just that little bit better at cricket and thought there was better opportunities to, yeah, play full time back then um and then also international opportunities which I got to go on an under-19s trip to South Africa and that was yeah a real highlight for me early on and yeah that's just the way it, it panned out so yeah lucky to find myself playing under Luke Williams here at the SA Scorps now. We see there's uh, a World Cup about to commence uh, where we have some of our very own cricketers going to be competing on the national stage and uh, we feel that your name should be coming into the discussion over the next couple of seasons. So do you look too far ahead at things like this, Courtney, or do you just focus on what's in front of you right now? I think I used to do that and it didn't work out too well for me. So, yeah, I'm trying to just focus on the next game, the next ball, even when I'm out in the middle. So, yeah, obviously all those things are long-term goals and something I'd absolutely love to be a part of. But, yeah, you can't ever look too far ahead. Um, yeah, it doesn't work very well. <laughs> Uh, and obviously the, the motivation is, is higher than ever to, to go one better than last year. You just spoke about not looking too far ahead. Is that something the girls are trying to focus on? Just keep grinding out the wins and, and getting to, to the finals uh, rather than, you know, looking too far ahead and, and playing, you know, sort of the finals before they even happen? Yeah, definitely. I think I'm not sure what the what we definitely need, but I know that if we win, I think two more games, we're a pretty good chance. So, yeah, the next game's going to be really important for us to make sure that we don't have to have too much pressure on ourselves going into the last two games. But yeah, the last two are home games, so we'd back ourselves to go two and two there. But yeah, at this stage, it's just making sure we can get one back on Tassie. Now, before we let you go, Courtney, you're a, a Tassie girl from Launceston, so northern Tasmania. I've spent a lot of my life in Tasmania, which means I find it really challenging to deal with the heat here in Adelaide. How do you go with the hot weather here? Because you spend a bit of the summer playing for the Renegades in Melbourne, but for me, a 29-degree day is still too hot for me. I'd much prefer the 13-degree day. So the weekend was awesome. For yourself, how do you deal with it? Yeah, no, absolutely. Anything over 30, I don't leave the house. So, <laughs> no. 
it's it's pretty tough playing cricket when I don't have a choice to do that. So no, it's yeah, it's it's all right, but um yeah, still struggling a little bit. Awesome. Well, good luck for the rest of the week. Obviously, another match against uh, a really good opposition too. Um, and for the next couple of games, and hopefully we speak to you when the finals berth is confirmed. But again, congratulations on your own personal success. It's been another outstanding season and uh, you know what it takes to win awards when it comes to the South Australian Cricket Association. So good luck and we appreciate your time on SENSA. No worries. Thanks, guys. See ya. Really good bunch there. The Scorpions, Gibbsy. We've got to follow their journey um, pretty closely too because they are destined for great things considering they are missing so many players because they're playing for Australia. <laughs> yeah, certainly. And she's uh, a great... Great talent is Courtney Webb. And you mentioned her time at Carlton. She also played uh, in the W League uh, at the Brisbane Raw yeah. too. So uh, multi-sport athlete. I, I, and she's very, very talented. I, I hate a strong word, but um, I despise people who are good at more than one sport. I'm not even good at one sport. And um, Courtney just played like professionally at, at three. You're claiming to be a hockey great, aren't you? Yeah, I play Masters because uh, it's over 35s and I'm the youngest old guy there. So that means I can still run around the 60-year-old bloke. So that's why I'm good at Masters. <laughs> I found my calling. Perfect. Overage hockey. 22 minutes past seven. Uh, we wanted to talk about the NBA next because we did put a poll on so Social media in regards to the trading system. I want to get a bit of, a, a bit of an insight into to your trade journey as well, Bryce. We will do that next. We are here in Studio Lumo SA, powered by Lumo Energy. Good morning. Tire Power, best buys on big brand sale now on with 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills, coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 27 minutes past seven. Happy Tuesday. Sun is shining across beautiful Adelaide today. 31 degrees we're going for. 33 tomorrow, 34 Thursday, 31 Friday. The end of summer is normally the most perfect weather, so it's uh, it's nice of those for you who love the hot ones. We're getting into uh, the text messages very soon too. 0427 154 166. Bryce Gibbs. Plenty happening on the text line. A bit of NBA from Tony. I can't see Luca and Kyrie working out. It's two primary ball handlers that want the ball at all times and to run the offense. FYI, I'm a Luca fanboy. Certainly tend to agree with Tony. There's going to be some teething problems. Mm. With who handles the ball, no doubt. Hi, guys. Can you confirm that civil works at the Albert and Oval development has been stopped due to the discovery of contamination in some soil samples from Chad? I think uh, uh, I have no idea whether Chad's trying to be uh, cheeky or not, but I, I have no idea. And um, that's not my hitting zone, that area. Callum, <laughs> uh, is DJ's contract up this year? Jersey in the rafters for sure. I reckon he might be on the move, Jared. The way that he uh, has been treated this year, now I'm not saying that it's an intentional thing, but he's been spending a lot of the time on the bench this year for the Adelaide 36ers, like out of the rotation. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't at the team next year. We're having this conversation on Friday night very quickly at the match because uh, this Friday, the 36ers have their Hall of Fame and Mark Davis MVP. DJ's won the most of them. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they fast-track that so they put DJ in the Hall of Fame. Uh, not this one, because that's already sorted, but the next one, he's an instant, instant admission, so put him in straight away. Walk-up start. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. What, a, what a trooper he's been for yep. the 36ers. Uh, and another one off the text, how can we hear Kane Corns in SA? What times and where is it available? Also, when does Big Start? So Big Start's next week. 
on Tuesday with you, Walshie. Mm-hmm. And if you want to hear Kane, uh, download the SEN app. You can hear all the the different shows on the app. And Kane is about 5, 5.30 Adelaide time. Yes, Monday and uh, Friday as well, though. On uh, Monday and Friday uh, nationwide yeah. uh, on the app. Uh, so, yeah, plenty of uh, opportunities to listen to Kane if you want to download the app. Now, what's going on? Did you need a little bit of space here? You said, look, I did. Just, just take I a did. back seat while she, I just need some time. So I'm going to move my chair back and just listen. I did. We've had a bit of feedback off the Twitter handle uh, on some of our posts we posted earlier this morning. And I just went and had a flick through because people weren't happy that the advertiser haven't given the Giants not a single mention in the paper this morning. About breaking really? the draft, so uh, breaking the draft. Do you mean breaking, I mean, the, do you the, mean breaking the draft? Breaking the champions. The, oh, that's how Ratchets rattle me. They broke a lot of drafts at the Ramsgate last they did, night. They did. They <laughs> did. That's, that's, that's what I was trying to say. So there's not one article, not even the the small ones you, you read through the sport that they have broken the the 43 year uh, drought or whatever it is. Uh, that that's staggering that they have missed that and not not put them in in the news, especially in the sports news for, for today. Okay, well, we're so that, gonna... that's That's very average by the advertiser. Well, we'll need to follow that up. And if they do want to give us a call, they can talk to Jay, so you can then pass that on to you, Bryce, on one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 I like that, though. This is the last week we're together, and you've gone real hard-hitting. Well, yeah, it just surprised me. Surely it is disappointing. The, you're putting that front and centre, surely. Well, the, the, the good thing is we're going to be speaking to Geordie McCartan. and we'll give him all the exposure that they need. He's not too far away, but next, Mark Milligan from Adelaide United. SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 25 to 8. Good morning, Adelaide. Thanks for listening as well, whether it's on 1629 or on the app. You can get in touch via the app too with a text or a call. It was another great night at Cooper Stadium on Saturday night. Three points to Adelaide United. It all came down to one man scoring that goal with a few minutes left. Howard has stayed down. Irakunda driving into the box. Oh, Nestori Irakunda. He packs a punch in that right boot. He's only just come onto the pitch. And he blasts Adelaide United into the lead. Assistant coach, as always, we are very lucky to be joined by Mark Milligan. Millsy, another great night at Cooper Stadium and a really important three points, which we left it to the last minute, but good three points as any three points. Yeah, morning, gentlemen. Um, yeah, fantastic three points. Um, it was a game where, yeah, we, we had to be patient, but, um, you know, obviously the, the substitutes coming on, uh, as you know, you hope when they come on, uh, did the job for us. Uh, Nesta, let's let's get straight to Nesta because this kid fascinates me, and I've been lucky enough to sit down and and watch Carl's body language a lot of the time. Where Carl Veard, our head coach, can go from the most frustrated man in the world. Nesta comes on as a sub. He wants to take him off because he's not doing what he needs to defensively. And then two minutes later, he scores a worldie and he wins the game. Is is this just part and parcel of being a 16-year-old kid who's figuring out football while he's figuring out life? Yeah, well, I guess as you touched on there, I think that's the beauty and the frustration of Nesta at the moment. I think it's very easy... To, to forget how young he is because he seems to be have been around for, for quite some time. But look, obviously a fantastically natural, naturally talented player. Um, and it is very easy, as I said, to forget he's so young. He still has so, so, so much to learn. But 
I think uh, you know when he's um, when he's on song and you know we have to be a little bit selective in or Carl has to be a little bit selective in the games that he uses him to make sure that his qualities can can really come through. But um, you know on the weekend was just uh, you know another occasion where he stepped up for Adelaide United late on in the game. Uh... Mark, I've got a question uh, about some of the the shots that uh, we've been conceding in probably the last couple of weeks. Just something I've noticed. Um, and sometimes the stats don't always reflect on on how the game's actually played and, and what's going on. But another 23 shots conceded on the weekend, obviously only uh, a handful of them on target. But is, is that a trend that you guys look at? Is, uh, is that something to do with the transition? Is it a midfield problem? Why, why are we seeing a lot of uh, shots conceded uh, in the past couple of weeks from the boys? Yeah, well, especially on the weekend, it is something that we're looking at. I think it's more about transition. Um, the the way that, that we want to play when we, sh- we sort of go away from that, when we're not uh, you know, always set up for those uh, transition moments, but it's more when we go away from the way that we want to do things. We, you know, we want to play through the lines, play close together, and you know, when we uh, go long at certain times and, and we make ourselves stretch, then then we tend to tend to concede those opportunities. Um, so that was something again on the weekend, especially with the way that Brisbane set up. Uh, you know, they dropped right off us very early. Um, if we if we weren't patient, uh, you know, we, we were giving up a few opportunities that we we weren't really happy with, and we tried to address at half time. And I think it got better in the second half. Uh, you know we're a much better team when when we're close together and and we're playing as a unit. I think you see a few times, especially in the first half, we got a little bit frustrated that uh, you know Brisbane was so deep and we couldn't break them down. And uh, on transition, they they were quite dangerous. Um, you know a lot of those a lot of those opportunities we gave away were sort of outside the box, which um, you know for us is, isn't such a bad thing. Uh, you know Joey's in there doing a fantastic job, but. Uh, you know he, he's in there for a reason, so we we just need to make sure in transition moments, especially over the last few weeks, we we need to have a little bit more control. Uh, you can control the game with the ball, but you know to to a certain degree you can control it without, and we just need to be a little bit better in that area. How did the boys and the club manage the emotions of the the week leading up to the game against Brisbane? The game against Melbourne City, there was there was obvious emotions after what happened with one day. Was there a moment where um, returning from Victoria, uh, there was a little bit of time to recover emotionally to start mentally preparing for it, or were they all just switched on, ready to go? Yeah, look, they were pretty much you know switched on, ready to go. I think obviously the the main factor that helped with that was, you know, the boys were always sort of informed on, on how uh, one day was progressing in terms of his surgery and the way that he was being looked after. And, you know, I think I touched on it last week, you know, from the very first moment, I know from the outside, it, it may not have looked like he was getting the best attention, but but he truly was. And, um, you know, he was always very comfortable. And then through to surgery the next morning, which went extremely well, uh, the playing group was continuously updated. And obviously, you know, a lot of the players are very close uh, with one day and his family. So, you know, the updates weren't just coming from us. They were coming from his side as well. And, um, you know, football moves, unfortunately, very quickly. So, you know, the boys, I think just having that peace of mind, knowing that he was being looked after, that the surgery went well, uh, you know, that he was in a good frame of mind uh, really helped. And then obviously him returning home Friday, uh, you know, a lot of the boys and everyone in touch with him, uh, you know, really helped refocus the group, which um, which was very important. And we saw the boys uh, give him a lovely gesture when they walked out 
to the to the ground with a t-shirt on saying enjoy the life can you can you tell us about that yeah, I think the boss has, has touched on it a little bit as well. He's, um, you know, not only uh, a big personality and big presence for us when he's playing, but uh, you know, around the change rooms and around the ga- uh, around the ground, he's always just a very, um, you know, happy-go-lucky sort of guy as well. Uh, really appreciates the life that he's been given in terms of, you know, we're all very fortunate in the line of work that we uh, we have, and you know, like like all jobs, we can get a little bit. I guess, frustrated in, in what we do. It's just very, very important to, to remember how lucky we are to be doing this. Just before we let you go, Millsy, I feel like the, the league is hitting uh, its straps where it needs to, where the other codes are kind of wrapping up. The BBL finished on the weekend. The NBL's moved into their playoffs now. But the past two weekends in the A-League, there's been so many goals scored. And for for casual fans who are just passing by that want to see an exciting brand of football, um, I feel that now is the time because we have a really attacking style of play which is consistent amongst the teams. Is that an accurate comment? Yeah, definitely. And I think as you, I think definitely now is the time. I think over the next few weeks as well, you're going to see the league start to uh, take care of itself in terms of the table. Um, this next few weeks is very, very important, I think, You'll, you'll start to see the teams that are going to step up leading into finals and, uh, you know, you'll start to see that little little bit of divide. So every everyone's going to be having a real go over the next couple of weeks and, look, again, at home on the weekend, another fantastic crowd, another fantastic atmosphere. I think not just us, I think the league will start to follow now. So I think there's going to be some fantastic games and, as I said, every team now really wants to start to push and, and really hit some form leading into these sort of last 10-ish weeks. We've got a, a very winnable game against Western United coming up. Then we're home on the 19th against the Wanderers, who are in brilliant form at the moment. They're sitting second on the table, but three points for us um, could have us at the end of the round sitting in second too, which would be brilliant. Mark Milligan, we really appreciate your time on uh, SENSA, mate. Thanks for having a chat. No problem. Thank you. Talk soon. Get your tickets for that game on the 19th too, because there is going to be um, a charity match prior at Cooper Stadium, raising money for um, the the flood victims and everybody affected by it too, Bryce. So um, it's a brilliant match day at Cooper Stadium and we we love Mark's time. We also love a segment called The Bryce is Right, which um, has quickly become a favourite amongst um, world radio. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, a favourite that uh, we've handballed it off to Sad Days in SA. That's how well it's going. Well, on. that's still in negotiation with the lawyers. <laughs> so uh, we next are going to have a very special edition of the Bryces, right? If you want to get in touch with the show, send it to text 0427-154-166. Uh, MG, coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. Good morning. Tyre Power, best buys on big brand sale now on with 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 11 minutes to 8. Happy Tuesday morning. A warm one this week too. Uh, just for calling the show Bryce Gibbs, uh, 1300 736 736. You'll go into the running to win the Signet Boost Power Bank, it's valued at $59.95. A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24-7. The great news is I got a message last night at about 11 o'clock um, from Australia Post saying that ours have arrived. So we will get to be experiencing them later on today and we'll be fully charged. Did you win one, did you, off the text line? Yes, I've been sending a few texts in. So I was Keith from Keith and Murray from Murray Bridge. That's good. 
because you can't have one if you don't text through. No, but I think it's important we try that stuff. We tried the prepped and we loved it. So um, I think it's important we get involved in that. Uh, in a moment, we are going to get into the championship edition of The Bryce is Right. But right now, Mark from Grange is on the line. Morning, Mark. How can we help you? Good morning, Phyllis. How are you? Enjoying the show? Thank you. Um, one thing with Adelaide United, have you noticed how many players have left the club and playing for other clubs? I counted at about 17 at the present moment, right? It's nearly a team. But if you notice with Adelaide United, they really cha- change players recently. But they, they look around for anybody new, somebody young. It's exciting. You know, they're not, they're not flat. At least they're keeping the excitement going. And secondly, can we have more Adelaide United on Channel 10 a little bit? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, with this Paramount, I, I refuse to spend one cent on Paramount. There's too many, too many things I've got. I get what you're saying as well, Mark. So you want more free-to-air coverage instead of having to subscribe to the streaming? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, look, I enjoy my soccer, but if I see it, you know what's going to make me do? I've, I've gone a few times, but sometimes you don't hear anything in the paper or nothing on TV. You just lost interest, you know what I mean, in a way? No, we do. Thanks for the call. In regards to the first question as well about players who have left Adelaide United... Unfortunately, that's also just the reality of the league where we would love to have players coming back to play for the club. You look last week, it was announced that Bruce Kamau has gone back to Melbourne Victory, where that's the last thing I want to see as an Adelaide United supporter. If you think about Melbourne Victory now, you have Bruce Kamau, Tommy Urich, George Timoteu, Paul Izzo. There's four just off the top of my head and Nathan Constantopoulos, five who are all former Adelaide United players. Now, that wouldn't happen five, ten years ago. However, when players are ready and available to make their way back either into the country or they want to seek other opportunities, they go to other they, they go to other clubs. And player movement is much more consistent than something like the AFL when it only happens at the end of every year. Yeah, and when you're talking about going overseas, and it might not be that far, I'm not talking Europe and, and the bigger leagues over there, just you know through Asia and... Um, and the Middle East as well, like yeah, coming teams coming, players coming back, they get offered um, offers they can't refuse. They and do. Simple, simple as that. And it's a league where we need to develop players to sell them. That's the business of football, where it's exciting. You look at Riley McGree now, who uh, the, the team that he's playing for, are close to promotion, guaranteed promotion, and he's a star. He's a soccerer, and we're excited that this kid from the northern suburbs of Adelaide, who started with Adelaide United, is doing that. And that's that's a representation of what the club and the league should be about. All right, let's do this. Bryce Gibbs, come on down. Today's showcase features an all-expenses-paid trip for you and three mates to beautiful Norlunga. Staying at the magnificent Flinders University Stadium Resort, you'll enjoy the magnificent vista views from John O'Parker's office as you roll out your luxury swags. Enjoy top-shelf coffee from Jimmy Dean's Restaurant if the machine was cleaned the night before. If not, I probably wouldn't risk it. Along with this dream getaway, you'll enjoy $5 spending money. All of this could be yours if the price is right. We uh, we need to have a conversation with Jace at the end of the show. He gets so excited, doesn't he? He's obviously a South Adelaide fan, and I just feel that we're now at the point where we can give 360 feedback. Um, <laughs> what sort of feedback you want to give him? 
that was too much. <laughs> okay, let's do it. So you, you've been enjoying this segment, The Bryce is Right, where we've been putting you to the test, mate. And today, uh, celebrating the Adelaide Giants Claxton Shield. They are champions. Today is the championship edition of The Bryce is Right. So um, I'm going to be asking you questions in relation to championships. Here in South Australia. This is Australia. the first time I've heard the topic for today, so... Well, last okay. last week I accidentally gave the answers in the group chat. You did. I was expecting you to do it again, <laughs> so I'm properly going in blind today. Okay, so look, you, you can help Bryce out as well if you want one 736 736 Even the people who are currently walking past Studio Lumo SA, powered by Lumo Energy, they are they're happy to help. I think it's an easy start, and then it, it gets more difficult towards the end. Well, don't is... say that, because I'll probably stuff the first couple up. Yeah, you absolutely will. Okay, so question one on the championship edition of The Bryce is right. Which Adelaide Crow premiership player kicked five goals in the 1997 grand final against St Kilda? Uh, Darren Jarman. It's not Darren Jarman. Um, I'll give you a clue. Do you want a clue? Uh, yes. His surname is the first name of a sometimes popular television presenter who has short blonde hair. Uh, I should know this, shouldn't I? Yeah, you should. I am. I'm. You got another clue for me? Um, his first name. Rhymes with Dwayne. <laughs> oh, come on, man. It's the first one. <laughs> I told yeah, you this would happen. Yeah, but this is the club you used to play for, mate. Um, oh, Shane. Shane who? Shane. Um, <laughs> what's his name? Oh, Shane Allen. Shane Allen. We just called him Shane Allen. Shame, Ellen. Ellen. <laughs> yeah, shame, shame on, on you, mate. Bryce, for taking so long to, to get that question right. Shame, Ellen. Shame on you, Bryce. Okay, well done. We'll give you that one. Uh, okay, Adelaide United last won the A-League Grand Final in 2015-16, defeating the Western Sydney Wanderers 3-1. Now, the goal scorers, okay? Wait, oh, we're just holding on. I haven't finished okay. the question yet. The goal scorers, uh, Bruce Kamau scored the first one. Isaias from a free kick, the second one. The third one was scored by Pablo Sanchez. The crowd figure was 50,119. We don't like the number 119. Um, where was the match played? Adelaide Oval. Oh, yeah, well done. Makes oh. sense, doesn't it? Oh, look at you thinking it's so easy <laughs> when you I'm said back. shame, Ellen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, we've run out of music. That means we've gone too long. Doesn't matter because we're back. Question three. In 2004, who won the Norm Smith medal in Port Adelaide's first AFL Premiership. Uh, Byron Pickett. That is correct. Yes. Sam blanks for a second then, but it came to me eventually. Yeah, you've warmed up and now you're ready to go. Two left. The Adelaide 36ers won their last NBL title in 2002, who was captain of the team and MVP of the grand final series. Was uh, our very own SEN, the big show, still playing then? Brett Maher? Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. He's got it. Oh, 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 this is good. Oh, oh. This is really good. Oh, oh. The last one. 
This is going to challenge you, but Righto. you know what? I, I've helped you out a little bit here. I the first will... one was the hardest one so far. Yep. You said okay. it was the easiest one. Well, it depends who you're talking to. I mean, we've got a lot of crows people listening to us who absolutely hate you now. I should have known that. I, I should have known that. The first premiership and the guy kicked five goals. I mean, it's not that difficult. Yeah, shame, Ellen. <laughs> Did you like, though, Ellen DeGeneres? That was my call. You got that? Because you were thinking, oh... Shane, Dr. Phil. No, okay. So, uh, question five, when did South Australia last win the Sheffield Shield? Oh. <laughs> How far back? We've got to go. Um, Not a game. I'm talking about the actual Sheffield Shield. Can you give me the Shield. decade? Yeah, it was in the 90s. 90s. Uh, oh, 96. Is that a guess? Yes, that's a guess. Is that a guess? Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That is unbelievable. How'd you do that? I pulled one out of my backside. That's what I just did. (laughs) Apologies (laughs) to the people walking past. That was a great price. That's right. Championship edition. Yeah, right. I've gone four for... You you can't count count the first I wanted to. I wanted to count Shane Mellon. I think it's important (laughs) we do that. So, well done. Thanks for everybody listening in for the no help that you were given. Um, That was great. There's only two more Bryce's right in this version as well because we're passing the torch over to yourself and Tom Lyon on Saturdays, right? Yes, we we are. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad. (laughs) I enjoyed that. And I'm I'm glad. Do you like that I found the music library? Yes, you did. And... Pumping tunes early this yeah. morning. Too. I mean, it's a Tuesday morning. It's summer in Adelaide. What more could you want? Or well, actually, there is one more thing that we want, and that is Jordan McArdle from the Adelaide Giants. We'll be speaking to our championship skipper in the next couple of minutes. We're here thanks to Tire Power. Big holiday sale now on its SENSA breakfast. Good morning. Tire Power, best buys on big brand sale now on with 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Just after 8 o'clock on this Tuesday morning, thanks to Tire Power, big holiday sale now on. Um, and this is Summer Breakfast. Mark Bickley, this time next week, you'll be hearing his voice. We'll try and chat to Bix before the end of the week too, but... It's been a pleasure hanging out with you, Bryce Gibbs. Um, We've received a little bit of feedback about the game. We just played the championship edition of the Bryce's Right. My missus just sent in a text saying she's loving it. And um, we also got a text on 0427-154-166 because um, if you've just tuned in, the first question we asked in the Bryce's Right is which uh, Adelaide Crow Premiership play kicked five goals in the 97 grand final against St Kilda. Now, you had a discrepancy. You can raise that now. I am going to because I reckon the first question is usually an easier one. Yes. And I reckon this was a trick question. Mm. Because Darren Jarman actually kicked six goals in the grand final. So I knew I was on the right path. You were. And I was specifically after five. And it took a while to get there. But the name (laughs) that you suggested was what? Uh... Shane Mellon. Yeah, so you basically, <laughs> instead of Shane Ellen, you said Shane Mellon. And we just had a text that said, I might swing past the fruit and veg shop later and pick up a Shane Mellon. <laughs> well, it's uh, your lucky day because you get five for the price of one. <laughs> Or five for the Bryce's one. <laughs> uh, now, we've had a, a Twitter poll up all morning with a, a couple of topics. Uh, wanted to go some, uh, through some of those results as well because then I want to ask you about trade period. Sure. So our first question on the Twitter poll was, should the AFL adopt the NBA trade system and not seek permission from players before trading them? We've got 69.6% of the listeners say yes. 
Uh, 30% say no. This is all in regards to what happened over the weekend in American sports. So in the NBA, Kyrie Irving, uh, uh, I always like to say Australia's Kyrie Irving, but that's a very we're not uh, having him. a loose we're not, connection. We're not, we are not claiming him. Controversial Kyrie Irving, he came out and said he wanted to be traded. It was a, a demand the way that it was reported. And then uh, a few hours later, um, and it was this time yesterday, it was announced he's gone to join Luka Doncic at the Dallas Mavericks. A couple of things about his contract situation. He's six months away from being a free agent, so he gets to decide where he wants to go. So Dallas have six months to win a championship and sell the the side and the organization to Kyrie without knowing what he's going to do. And he won't make that decision unless he signs a lot earlier. Um, I, I feel that American sport has such an influence now on Australian culture, on pop culture, and the way we view everything. We're really new when it comes to free agency here in the AFL. But trading is something which is uh, something that's so foreign to us here in Australia because something as simple as a trade in the AFL, correct me if I'm wrong, the player needs to give the all clear as well as the club for that to go through. A club may want to trade you, but the player can say, I'm actually contracted and even though you don't want me here, I'm staying here. What, what's your trading experience like? Because it's been well documented that you had an opportunity to go play for the Crows until you went, eventually ended up here a year later. Yeah, I mean, both parties can say no if if a player is in in a contract still. So, yeah, I mean, both parties have the option to, to decline that request. If that's a player going to the club and saying, I'm keen to f- facilitate a trade, if that's possible, and vice versa. If the club say, we think it's uh, you, you might have lack of opportunity over the next bit of time, um, we've got something on the table. Would you look to explore this option? So it certainly goes both ways, but uh, there are there are certainly conversations that happen before either the player or the club just pulls the trigger and said, "Right, I'm out." I feel we're Get close now, though, because Josh Dunkley, using him as an example, he was quite open via his management that he wanted a trade and it was facilitated. So. As each year goes by, we are closer to a player saying, I want to go and the club making it happen or the club saying, we want you to go. Because the risk is um, you'll get played in the reserves all season if the club doesn't want you and they'll find ways to pick other players in front of you. So it's, it's close without getting there. And it just it all, every situation is different, right? So if, if a player is in contract and wants a trade, well, the, the club are, are probably more likely to do it because they will get something back. So say with free agency and where they sit in terms of restricted, unrestricted, if a player gets to to be an unrestricted free agent and is one of your better players on your list, if they wait till that time to leave, well, they can essentially leave for nothing. Yes, you get compensated, but it's nowhere near worth as much as if a club trades you, say, the year before and can get a better bargain. For, for you leaving. Does that, does that make sense? No, it does. And I feel the, the advantage of where we're at with our AFL system, the way it's structured now, if I'm looking from the other point of view, is you actually get time to prepare mentally and your family to make a move in the way that the American system's set up. You get a tap on the shoulder. You've got your different uniform on the next week 
potentially even sooner where you might be loving where you're living, your kids are in school and you just have to go. You don't get a say, that's the business and that's what you paid the big bucks for. So the impact that that has, if you think the guy who was traded for Kyrie Irving, um, Spencer Dinwiddie, he's going back to the team that traded him initially. So he's got to go back to an organization that didn't want him and now they have to welcome him back with open arms and say, hey, thank you, knowing that he's there just so they could facilitate that other yeah, trade. for sure. It has an extra layer to it, no doubt. But on the flip side as well, if a club came to to the player and said, look, we don't see a future here for you or you're going to have a lack of opportunities, from a player's point of view, it sort of stings a bit. Yeah. And you go, well, well, I don't feel as valued here maybe as I thought I did. Well, yeah, if there's going to be opportunity for me elsewhere, more than likely you'd, you'd probably see him take it. So that's that's the other thing you need to think of from a player's point of view as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the times we've seen players request a trade that are in contract, more often than not, it it gets done. And if it doesn't get done, it'll happen potentially <laughs> 12 months later, which we've seen we've uh, also a couple seen of times in the last few years. How, how badly some clubs want to get rid of players when they're prepared, uh, prepared to pay a fair portion of their salary as well. That show, that's well, another indicator. Well, that's a, another um, layer to it as well. We're seeing more and more teams do this salary dumping as well, trade a player with a part of their contract to, to free up their books a little bit to either get other guys in or mm. just, you know, they, they might be getting to the threshold of going tipping over the salary cap as well. So uh, it does start to get a little bit more complicated when you start looking at things yeah. like that. But as you said, we're, we're looking at the AFL looking at overseas molds uh, and they have been for a number of years now and we it is slowly starting to drip feed into the AFL. The other Twitter poll was it a mistake by the Australian test team to not play a warm-up game in India before the first test, uh, 68.5% saying, yes, we are going to head to, well, we're not sure next because we're not sure if they're still out celebrating the Claxton Shield. We are speaking of the Adelaide Giants. Your captain, Jordan McArdle, joins us next on SENSA. As everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills, coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 14 minutes past eight. Happy Tuesday. We are here live in Studio Lumo SA at 1 King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA team, which is still powered after a dominant weekend. Our Claxton Shield winners. It's all thanks to this man right here, Jordy McArdle. Have a listen. McArdle drives one to left field. It's back to the wall, back to the hill, and it's over the fence. Australian has brought the entire state to its feet. First one since 1980 with a 2-1 series win over the Perth Heat over the weekend. Geordie, good morning. Are you alive? <laughs> good morning, boys. Well, I lost my voice, but yeah, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, congratulations, mate. We know it's been a, a brilliant weekend of celebrations. Um, capped off last night down at Henley Beach where we saw you um, not being able to drink out of the shield because it's a shield but drinking off it responsibly of course but what an incredible victory not just for the team for baseball in South Australia but for so many past players and people who have contributed so much to the sport in this state too. Yeah it's been unbelievable um, obviously we were, we were the lucky ones that were able to get it done but so many people over the years have paved the way for us and um 
we were just happy we could go get it done. And not only did you get it done, Jordan, but uh, you were named the MVP of the three-game series uh, with three home runs in the final two matches, mate. So you, as the skipper, just led the charge from the front. So that was fantastic. Um, just a, a word on the mentality after going 1-0 down uh, after travelling to Perth. We, we spoke to you last week and, and the travel situation to come back, to, to be ready to go pretty much to, um, you know, lose a win or go home pretty much so what was the mentality coming back to west lakes knowing that uh, two games were were going to be win or, or go home i mean we knew going to perth it was going to be tough to win there um but and then not many people want to come and play in at west beach either so we, we always knew all we wanted to do was play to get to sunday and then sunday anything could happen so we're able to do that, and then, yeah, we're lucky to get it done. We got, it done. got a couple of texts coming in saying um, it was an amazing night uh, around 40 years since someone's been to a game. The atmosphere was incredible. What was the atmosphere like for you guys? Uh, it was unbelievable, especially um, like late in the game when we scored a couple couple extra runs. I, I went up to bat. I um, actually struck out, but it was so loud. I had like, to like take a deep breath and start again. It was just so loud. I couldn't hear a thing. So how have the celebrations been? <laughs> Obviously, uh, your voice is a bit uh, rough, which it understandably should be. You, uh, you've the boys have obviously had a crack the last couple of days. What did it look like? Obviously, it would have been a big Sunday night, um, and a few reports you were floating around the Ramsgate yesterday. Been uh, been a good couple of days. Yeah, it's been great. Um, so my, most of the American guys are actually leaving this morning. So. Um, Quick turnaround, but yeah, it was great. Um, obviously, we hung out on the field uh, after the game Sunday. We turned it into a bit of a dance floor and stuff like that, so that was pretty sick. And then, yeah, we had down in the Ramsgate yesterday, which was good fun as well. I heard that the mentality straight away, as much as the celebrations are fantastic, because it's been such a long time since we have had the Claxton Shield. Um, the conversation already started to, hey, let's start thinking about doing it again. Is it as fast as that while you are enjoying the moment, but going, well, we love this feeling, so we know what it takes to win. Let's actually attempt to do it again. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, obviously, with our good core of Aussies, we know they'll be back, but there's plenty plenty of the Americans and stuff like that sitting in the room asking, asking David Allison Tank, so uh, can I come back next year as well? So... If we could get some players like that back, it's going to be great. And, yeah, it was so much fun. It's uh, 19 past eight on a Tuesday morning. Uh, are you going to spend the rest of the day sleeping and having a hydrolyte, Jordan McArdle? Uh, yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We've got like six or seven prepped um, drinks here, which are the Athlete's Choice of Performance Hydration Drinks. We will try and get them to you to say congratulations. And when you have recovered, we'd love for you to come into the studio so we can see the Claxton Shield and uh, say congratulations. We know that Bryce Gibbs has been at West Beach signing autographs and signing baseballs, so he helped get the team over the line. But, mate, again, on behalf of us here at SENSA, congratulations, and it's a, it's a tough job getting up early and speaking on the radio, but um, enjoy all the success that comes your way and the great messages you'll get, man. 
Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll see you guys soon. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan McHale. I love that because you can tell that all he wanted to do was just go back to bed and get off this interview, which he deserved. He's earned that right. Absolutely. And he's been a star for us over the last couple of weeks, always generous with his time. But you could <laughs> tell he was like, I up. need to get this done <laughs> so I can get back to bed. He's in a world of hurt, the skip. Hey, we love that. Congratulations to the Adelaide Giants. Tire power. Best buys on big brand sale now on with 20 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 25 minutes past eight. Been a big show too. Thank you to everybody for tuning in on 1629 on the app. Sending us a text 0427154166 or on the talkback line 1300 736 736. Put those numbers into your phone. You can get in touch anytime. We got that Signet Boost power bank to give away. Uh, we'll announce the caller or texter of the day in a moment. Just quickly, Bryce, we've been talking this morning about um, trading with with um, Kyrie Irving yep. being traded from the Brooklyn Nets in the NBA and what that does for um, American sport. Um, Woj, who is a big tweeter, uh, he's a big uh, reporter over there in the States. Um, I got this sent through from one of our listeners, Josh. He says that the trade still hasn't been made official with the league office because the Nets are evaluating opportunities to expand the deal with a third team. So oh. teams are expected to make the two-way deal official unless the Nets find something bigger to fold into it. So there may be another player involved in this trade. Well, I, last I heard he was on the way to Dallas to have a medical, which yes. was maybe yesterday. So that may still happen, yeah. but then there might be another team involved to to get Brooklyn something better, or they might on-trade someone else. It just It's always gotcha. confusing. Gotcha. Um, let's get into the caller or texter of the day. Do you have any personal favourites? I do. I'm going with the one from left field. We're going to go with the – I might swing past the fruit and veg shop later to pick up a Shane Mellum. Now, there's no name to that text. We've got a number there, though, so we'll get in contact with you. And you have won the Signet Boost Power Bank valued at $59.95. A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24-7. I think that's good because if you've just tuned in, we did the Bryce is Right earlier where the championship edition had the first question, which Adelaide Crow Premiership player kicked five goals in the 97 grand final against St Kilda. We know that DJ... Kicked six. Who was my? It was your first, first one. Pick. Yes, yeah. you know I get that. I'll give you a half point for that. And <laughs> then um, you said instead of Shane Ellen, you said Shame Ellen, which turns into Shame Melon, which turns into a reference from Game of Thrones. Shame, 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 shame. Okay. Shame. You're not happy, are you? Big Game of Thrones fan? Not really. Jason sent that to me, and uh, I liked it. It was okay. There was a bit. It was a bit too. People are obsessed with Game of Thrones. They certainly are. I'm not a not that much. What about you? What's on for the rest of the day, please? Nah, just the stock standard day in the office. Out at uh, no longer downs. Okay, I wanted to give my mum another birthday shout out. My mum is 70 today. Um, very close to my mum. I live like 300 metres down the road from her. So oh. every Thursday she'll, um, she'll take care of my youngest daughter, pick the other one up from school. Dinner is prepared on Thursday night, no matter what it is. That's good. And it's, it's unbelievable. So I, I said, we had a really nice, uh, dinner on Saturday night and tonight we'll get pizza and it'll be great. So Perfect. love I'll, you, mum. Love that. Uh, did you want to come around? Oh, well, still waiting for the invite. 
Oh, there it is. Uh, Tomorrow on the show, it's going to be a big one as well because we're going to speak to the standing skipper for the SA Redbacks, Henry Hunt. Over the next couple of days, we need to have a talk about the state of the Sheffield Shield too, where we've just wrapped up a BBL season where the Scorchers in front of the biggest crowd in the Big Bash uh, got the job done and they win another one, which they always do. But everyone goes back to Sheffield Shield cricket now. And I think later in this week, we'll do a deep dive into that. From Port Adelaide, Lockie Jones. Good to see if he's put on a fair bit more size. Lockie Jones is one of the, the crowd favourites. Um, and Corey Homicide-Williams to talk about the NBL finals, which won't feature the Adelaide 36s, which is very disappointing. Yeah, it certainly won't. But uh, jam-packed show tomorrow. And uh, we want you to get involved on the text line, 0427 154 166. And give us a call on 1300 736 736. And uh, it's been good fun today, Jared. Two to Last go. Last week together. I know. Before uh, Mark Bickley joins you. We're doing the trade period here, so we'll trade you out for Mark Bickley, but we just don't know of his trade currency yet. We'll see what happens next week. Uh, If you missed any of our interviews, Martin Milligan from Adelaide United, uh, Courtney Webb from the Scorpions, and, uh, well, a a semi-recovered Jordan McArdle. It's on the podcast. We'll catch you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.